0: 90% of people walking around have this virus and it just, it's dormant in your body and it is passed from generation to generation. So I could have gotten it from my parents or in the womb, or I could have gotten it from, you know, kissing somebody or sharing water, a drink. I mean, there's so many ways that it spreads. Welcome girls to the Get Up Girl podcast Welcome back to The Get Up Girl. I want to talk in today's show all about how to get back up when you're lost and when you're not feeling good and when you're sick. If many of you have never heard of the Epstein-Barr virus, this is what today's show is all about. And if you've never heard of it and you're like, this has nothing to do with me, please stay in there. Please listen to this show because it may pertain to you or someone that you know, maybe a family member, someone that you love or a friend, and it may help them. I'm going to go back. About three to four years ago, I was under a lot of stress. I had you know, lost one of my big businesses, which was my music festival that I produced, and I had canceled it. And I was under a lot of stress, financial stress, identity stress, not sure how I was going to move forward. I was so lost. I had never been that low ever in business. And I had been pretty low, and I always get back up and get back up. That's why they call me the get up girl and then this time was really really difficult and i got really sick and really sad really depressed and it was to the point where one day i was in my office and i could not stand up it felt like fibromyalgia uh, I'm, i think i'm saying that right or um fatigue i mean this was fatigue at a different level and until you feel that kind of weakness oh man that It's very, very scary, and it's almost like a zero to 60 within a few minutes, and I was okay. I wasn't feeling that good, but one of those days where you're like, well, I'm not feeling that good, so I'm going to have coffee, or I'm going to just hang in there and push through. It was one of those days, and I'm at my office all alone, and I could not stand up, and I couldn't drive home. So I called my boyfriend at the time and he came to pick me up and he had to carry me to the car like literally wrap his arm around me and it was like foot by foot walking to the car and from that day forward I didn't work for 3 months and I just stayed home and that 3 months flew by because I was sleeping a lot and I was just so incredibly exhausted and I was out of hope. I was out of ideas. I didn't know what else to do. And that was the first time that I consciously and cognitively started to ask friends for help. And I started to text around and asking, hey, does anybody have any doctors, anybody you know of? Like I am willing to do anything and anything. Whoever can come to my house and put their hands on me for Reiki, or for healing i mean i am open and i send out mass mass texts to everyone that i knew in at least in that space and i started to get back some ideas and this is what happened i began to ask for help and i began to listen to the clues i began to go on a journey and it was to the point where i needed people to drive me i could maybe sometimes not drive there were moments better than others so i went from doctor to doctor And this is the biggest thing that I learned is that everybody thought that they knew what was right for me. And my big takeaway was, I knew it was true for me. Whatever lit up, because I wanted to believe everybody, right? Like I was just looking for the answers or the sign, like somebody helped me. And I probably saw maybe eight doctors, right? All kinds of doctors, psychologists, psychiatrists, chiropractors, uh, regular doctors, ER doctors, What else did I see? I saw uh, spiritual doctors, you name it. And I kept going with what felt light. Like, oh, this one's okay. This one feels light. Oh, this one, okay. My body would light up with whomever I would meet with. And it landed me to two doctors. And they were doctors that I had been to before, but I asked more questions. And I walked away going, oh, for many, many years when I've been seeing these doctors, I wasn't asking questions. I was expecting them to figure out whatever it was that I required and then tell me what I needed. And I went into these new appointments with questions and questions and questions. And I asked, I told them everything, every single thing. Oh, my pinky, it's brown when yesterday it was pink. I mean, you know, I'm giving you just like funny examples. I would tell them everything. And one doctor out of the blue looks at me and says, do you have EBV? And I'm like, well, what is EBV? I've, I don't even know what you're talking about. And he goes, Epstein-Barr virus. I'm like, Again, I don't know what that is. He goes, oh, it's this virus. And it's very hard to detect. Most people have it, but it lies or lays. Anyway, <laughs> it lays dormant in your body and it is triggered by stress. And I had told him, you know, that everything that was going on in my life. And I said, oh. And he said, well, most doctors do not test for it and I will run your blood and I will test for it. We run all my blood, we run the test, and it comes back that I have Epstein-Barr. He's like, oh yeah, okay, well, let's work on this. We're going to put you on you know, so many vitamins. And pretty much with Epstein-Barr, you have to keep up a strong immune system because the moment that it is attacked and number one cause is stress, then your body goes into fight mode and it has to fight off the virus. And so it's always there, but it lies dormant, and it's in the mono family. If you've ever had mono, mononucleosis, you know that feeling of fatigue, and most people when they get mono, they're in bed for like a month. So that's, I had mono, but it's like on another scale, and that's Epstein-Barr virus. Here's the interesting thing and why I wanted to make a podcast about this. 90% of people walking around have this virus, and it just it's dormant in your body and it is passed from generation to generation. So I could have gotten it from my parents or in the womb, or I could have gotten it from you know kissing somebody or sharing water, a drink. I mean, there's so many ways that it spreads. And the virus has also mutated throughout the years. And I've done a little bit of research, but it started in the 40s through the factories, when the factories were, you know, big in um the 40s and then it it mutated and changed that way. And Epstein Barr is actually the first or the mutating virus that turns into other autoimmune deficiencies, like lupus or Lyme's disease or cancer. That's the basis. And so many times when you get one of those diseases, you already have Epstein Barr. And so it could have been prevented. And many, many times it's triggered by stress. And to live in this world of 2021, there's a lot of stress that we put on ourselves. Sometimes that is like, you know, so unnecessary. But I was putting on this extra stress on me because I wanted to be this wonderful and successful entrepreneur. And anytime I failed, at least in my eyes, the stress was just so incredibly unbearable. And it was to the point where I couldn't take it anymore. And getting this virus sucks. I mean, it sucks. I have it, you know, pretty much forever and I watch it all the time. It was a gift. It forced me and forces me to slow down. It really forces me to slow down. And especially with the pandemic, I was so grateful. I think that's why I did so well during it. And now that we're coming out of it, I'm, you know, it it feels like it's coming up again. So. The reason for doing this show is if you are out there or know somebody that is like tired all the time, and you're going from doctor to doctor and nobody can tell you what it is, what your body is communicating to you all about. And I knew something was up. I knew something. And here's the interesting thing. Back in the 50s, when this was higher in women, And women would always say, I don't feel tired. And they used to call this the crazy woman's disease because they'd go, oh, that lady's crazy. She's fine. Just go home, rest, you know, take an Advil. It was one of those things like, ah, you're just have a coffee and you'll be fine. Let me tell you, this is not that. And another thing that I've realized is that at least in my point of view, in this reality, it is not, it's looked upon almost, I'm not going to say weakness but there's no real empathy there because you can't see it. If you look at me, you can't see it. And inside I could be so extremely exhausted. My brain wants to go and I literally can close my eyes and just fall asleep because I'm just so tired. And what I was able to do in the past 15, 20 years ago is much different of the stress levels that I can take now. And I know it's my body communing with me, wanting me, to chill out, like chill out, Joanna. And so that was the biggest gift from that. One of the takeaways that I got three to four years ago when this happened was to ask clearly, ask my friends for help, who they knew, and then also the doctors that I went to, asking them. And those two doctors that I told you about, I still see them to this day. One, I see every single week, I get a specific shot and I get IVs. This is the kind of um, you know, thing that is in my body that I watch and I I am always feeding it with mm, and I'm looking for the words I'm gonna say immune-boosting things like vitamins, IVs, oxygen. Uh, So I'm always looking to make my immune system stronger. I am playing offense all the time. And with this Epstein-Barr virus, even when I'm feeling good, sometimes I'll let my guard down. And that's an interesting thing because when I feel so good, I stop doing the things that are contributing to my body and that my body love and that actually help. And I let the guard down and then... When stress happens, I can feel it come on. And the reason that this episode was born was because two days ago, I woke up and I could not stand up. And I know the feeling when I'm walking and I'm out of breath. To walk to the restroom and I'm out of breath, like, and I'm breathing that deeply, I'm like, okay, this is my body, this is not cool. Something is up slow down Joanna. And I stayed home and I slept for two days straight, literally just slept and slept and slept and slept. Also with the Epstein-Barr virus, it tricks your brain to think that you've lost hope or that you don't care. It's really interesting that way, where my brain is okay and I could probably work and type. Yet it'll trick you to go, nope, you don't care, Joanna. You don't care about anything. And I will go to the other side, to the flip side. And I think that's why they called it the crazy woman syndrome. It really will bring you to this dark, dark, dark place. And I know that now. And I know the more that I fight that dark place, the lower I will go. And the more that I just surrender and go with it, just like seaweed in... The ocean, or just like any kind of metaphor in life, if I just like totally surrender and chill out, it is less. And when I look back at those three years ago, I was biting it and it went for three months because I fought it. I was full of shame. I was embarrassed. Like what's wrong with me? Suck it up, Joanna. Because everybody was telling me like, Joanna, you can do it. Come on, just get up and go for a walk. And then I would feel even worse about myself because I'm like, I literally cannot stand up. I don't think you get it. And they're like, you look fine. Uh, I know you think I look fine, but I can't stand up. And so I wanted this to be a, I guess like a public service announcement because I do have friends or I do know of people that know of people that are like, oh, I've been a doctor to doctor to doctor and they can't seem to find it. Most doctors will not test for this. This is an extra, you know, vial of blood that they have to run. They have to check Epstein-Barr in order for them to check it. Another thing, also have your doctor check for mold. You might have mold in your house and many times that makes you feel tired. And you're like, man, I'm going everywhere, everywhere. And I just cannot find what's wrong with me. And I just feel so out of it. And It might be mold or Epstein-Barr. Those are the two things I would say to check for. Really go check your blood, check it once a year and have them check for those two things. And so I just wanted to share that with you because I feel like I've been hiding. I don't really share that full story of, you know, what it is. And then when I'm fine, everything's fine. And then all of a sudden I'll fall and I'll go dormant and people won't hear from me a couple of days because I literally, my brain plays tricks on me and I'm like, I just totally tune out. It's a little scary. It's a little odd. And then the next day or the next couple of days, you're like, okay, I'm kind of back. I'm back to 80%. I'm going to go get up. I'm going to do my normal things for the day. And then it might be confusing to others because they're like, well, what happened to you? You know, and, and it's, it's sometimes hard to explain and not many people have heard of this. So like, oh, it's my Epstein bar. Like, oh, okay, got it. Sometimes you just go dormant or quiet, Joanna. And uh, so I wanted to share that with you because I have a feeling that this is more prevalent in more people. We just, there's like no label to it or but there's no hope and people are calling you crazy or not crazy. They're calling you hyper- a hypochondriac or you're worrying too much or you're fine or just suck it up or come on and you can do it. <laughs> I believe me, I heard everything and I'm like, I know I'm such a badass and I cannot stand up right now. <laughs> and then the shame just really really sets in. So I get it. So this is all about, you know, what is Epstein-Barr virus? That's how I found out that I have it and, you know, with I it's interesting I find myself not wanting to say I have Epstein-Barr because then I'm like, am I going to buy that and then like turn it into something that I have? Whatever it is, my body is communing with me to let me know to chill out, like chill out more, chill out, slow down, do nothing. Just my body loves to chill out. And then she also loves to sprint and like move, move, move. And then she loves to chill out. I don't know if there's an animal out there that goes like really, really fast and then like really, really slow. That's how I feel like I am. And as the years progress in my life, it seems that I have grown into this a little bit more. Give me an amen out there if you're the same way, where you're like, man, before I was like, go, go, go. And I'm like, chill, chill, chill. And is it because we're getting older or I call BS Maybe is that who you really are? You just really like to chill out. And now you're just maybe a little more aware, right? Because I always like to chill out, but I was in this like mission when I was younger to prove, 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 prove. And as the years have progressed in my life, I feel the less need to prove. It's still not there. Thank God I'm not where I used to be, but I'm not where I would like to be. So shout out to that. Thank you so much for listening in. And if you know anybody that, you know, has this, send them this, this podcast and let them know, Hey, ask your doctor, run the Epstein bar. I'm curious to know, right? And if there's a flare up and then, uh, if you're in the LA area, I can help you out with a couple doctors as well. DM me on Instagram or any other platform at Joanna Vargas official. I appreciate and adore every single one of you. Remember, if you want different in your life, choose different, get back up and I'll see you next time.